Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Curve CRV token launches early. Bitcoin exchange BitMEX adds KYC for all its users. And I sit down to talk to Mr. Formerly known as Crypto Shilnai, now known as Mike XI, and how he went from a big voice in the crypto space to making music. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? It's Friday, August 14th, 2020. I'm excited because the weekend's coming, and tomorrow I think I'm going to go on a 40-mile bike ride just around town, check some things out, and maybe even eat some ice cream. I'm living on the edge, living on the edge. I woke up this morning to a lot of green, so I don't even want to waste any time. I want to see what's going on with my crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $11,721.22, up almost 2% from yesterday. Ethereum, 427.69, up 9.3% from yesterday. Litecoin, 56.47, up 4.1% from yesterday. Chainlink, down just a little bit, 16.57. And XRP, 29.7 cents, up 7% from yesterday. Good numbers, good numbers. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is $367 billion. A good friend of mine and often misunderstood, Mr. Shilnai, Crypto Shilnai, or Mike XI, is one of those guys when they put their mind to something, they get it done. He got it done in the crypto space with 60,000 followers on Twitter at one point. He was a major voice in the crypto space. You saw him at other conferences, you saw him in his mask, you saw him without his mask. He was all about crypto. And then one day, something flipped. And he said, no more crypto for me, I want to make music. And that is a curiosity to me. You were successful in a space. You were making money. You made a name for yourself. You were semi-famous, if you will, in the space. But then you just said, I don't even want to do this anymore. You left it all to make music. I want to understand this. I want to understand his process of deciding to do this. And so I sat down with him to talk about it. Here's that conversation. And just a quick heads up. There might be some profanity in this episode. So parental discretion is advised. My hair was spinning so fast. Michael Jacobs, a.k.a. Michael Shilnai, a.k.a. Michael XI. How you doing, my friend? What's good, man? How you doing, bro? Good, man. You know what? Uh, just real quick, everybody who's listening, Michael is a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a couple of years now and hung, each, hung out with each other in different conferences and countries and lived together and stayed together and, and uh, worked together. So look, I know this guy, so I'm not going to hold back any punches. Why we're here right now is Michael used to be one of the biggest crypto influencers uh, in numbers, in reach, in pool, in engagement. But he dropped all of that to pursue a music career. And there's a couple of things that I want to talk to him about today. I want to talk to him about the choice that he made to drop that career 
uh, in crypto to move to something new, uh, leaving behind all of the money, leaving behind all of the for followers for the most part that know him for one thing, shilling uh, cryptocurrency or even being a cryptocurrency supporter or advocate, depending on how you want to look at it, and going and just basically taking his life savings and throwing it into a music career, unknowing how that's going to unfold. And I want to know about that process. Mike, tell me about when you made the decision to stop crypto and start pursuing music. It's a good question, Matt. Um... Matthew, excuse me. Um, <laughs> Whatever, Michael. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I always fuck your name up, man. I know you hate it. It really happened last year, 2019, August timeframe. I was traveling. It was specifically I was in Europe. I was just sitting around, and, and I, I like a lot of people don't know, but I've been doing I've been doing music for like a, a long time. You know, not on like a professional scale where like I'm becoming a musician or anything like that. But I've always played music since I was like five. I've always sang and played piano. About nine, ten years ago, I really got into just like freestyle rap. You know, and it's just more like a hobby kind of thing. Like, yo, you, me and my buddies are hanging out and uh, they throw on a beat and we all just kind of freestyle to it. And we have fun. Whether you do something for fun as a hobby or you take it seriously, like over like a nine, 10 year period, like it will become like a skill to at least to some degree. So I, I it wasn't like something that was just like, oh, completely foreign and completely like abstract oh like i'm just completely switching careers now this is something that like i have like done for fun for a long time it just enjoyed it as like a little hobby or as a little thing to just pass time or just to, to bond with friends last year i actually got stuck in uh hungry had passport issues had to get a brand new passport from the embassy at that time i was traveling with uh, digital lawrence and he uh he was off to bali because i had lost my passport literally like the day we were supposed to fly so i have to sit in budapest for like five or six days waiting for a new passport and mind you like this is this this thought of like changing careers you could say or like moving into a different passion and focus had been like on my mind for a while now but when i was in budapest i was just like burnt out i was tired and, he, and I said to myself, dude, I think I might like really try to pursue music and really go after it. And he's like, okay, then why don't you go find a studio right now while you're in Budapest? And like him saying that was like literally like the, the trigger for me to like go on Google. I found a studio. I paid some dude for like two or three days in the studio. And we just like made music for fun. And I just wanted to like see if I like really did love it and really did enjoy it. And I, I did. And then I flew to Singapore after I got my new passport. I spent a couple days in the studio in Singapore as well. And I was pretty much alone in Singapore waiting for a couple buddies to meet me there. And I just remember, man, one night just sitting in my hotel, I was like, am I really going to do this? Like, am I really going to drop everything that I've built in the crypto sphere and in this industry, and am I really going to like pursue music? Because I knew one, it sounded crazy from like someone who would like hear it on the outside and not know how like I feel about it on the inside. Like I knew that other people would think it would sound crazy. And I also knew that crypto was like the first time I had like built a financially stable position for myself, you know? So I knew that like dropping that and letting go of that was going to be a challenge you could say, or was going to be a huge major shift for me. I remember the feeling that I had, like I literally had the feeling when I would like visualize in my head of like making music or being on stage and playing music. The feeling that I had was unlike anything that I had in crypto. That was when I made like the full blown like internal decision like, yo, I love crypto. I love all this, but I'm dropping it and we're we're moving on into like what I really, really, really want to do here, which is music.
you used to get a lot of shit on Twitter. I mean, a lot of shit, to be honest with you. You were extremely popular. Uh, you had a popular podcast. You had a popular persona. You made uh, lots of money with Titan Industries and your and your partner, uh, Neko Z. You guys did well. Did you lose faith in crypto? Or do you, was it uh, the shit that you were getting on Twitter? Was was the crypto space part of your reason that you said, I'm just over this and I don't want to be here anymore? Uh, definitely partially, for sure, you know? When you get a lot of, like, shit and hate and it's based out of, like, misunderstanding and there's no desire for other people to, like, understand your position, they just decide to fucking shit on you all day, uh, definitely doesn't, like, feel good, you know what I mean? Um, and I get it, like, I'm a, I'm a like, quote-unquote public figure, and, and what I mean by that is, like, I have a Twitter following and I'm putting myself out there. So I get it, there's gonna be some criticism and there's gonna be some people that just don't like me and things like that. But yeah, definitely part of it, just, like, it doesn't feel good, man. It doesn't feel good for people to just kind of, like, constantly bash you and say things about you that frankly like the major like a large majority of them like are not true you know and that like no one inquired with me about what was true or not they just would someone would tweet something and then everybody would make the assumption that it was true and it's very interesting trying to navigate that and uh, i'm sure i'm gonna get it in music too so i'm not like not saying like i'm running away from it or anything but like that was definitely something for me that was like part of a deciding factor it wasn't the main deciding factor but it was definitely like part of the decision that was like like looking back and being looking like oh should i stay here like there wasn't like like that strong community bond that was like oh maybe i should stay you know what i mean what about your faith in crypto cryptocurrency electronic Cash. I mean, the idea and the ethos behind cryptocurrency is something that either you have or you don't have. Do you still have the same passion for what Bitcoin stands for? A hundred percent. Not a question. I think another thing that really turned me off was like doing so much traveling and being around like the different projects and people in the space and things like that. It just showed me a lot of the bullshit that's really in the industry. You know, I got kind of tired of trying to weed through that. But in terms of like Bitcoin and, and even potentially like the potential that like Ethereum has and smart contracts have like 100% I still believe in it I mean I think it's the future I'm still hold that position you so see you said weeding through the bullshit and I don't want you to name any names or any companies but like what what is some of the bullshit that you saw that made you you know turn get turned off from the industry I mean and I understand like the the amount of people and companies and, and projects that you meet are very varied but like what did you see that maybe made you go again or I can't believe they're doing this or come on. Uh, it's a mix of a bunch of things, man. To be honest with you, like the idea of like the whole, the, where do I start with this? Honestly, just like there was just a bunch of different things that just turned me off eventually. And I think the, when you first get into like the crypto sphere, whether it's digitally or whether it's in like the conference circuit or whatever it is, uh, there's like this air of kind of like excitement of like, this is new, and this is something innovating or innovative. And this is something that could potentially change the game. And then over time, at least from my experience, like going from conference to conference and being like at the forefront in terms of like, what was happening in, in the physical world of, of crypto. It's just repetitive, man. It's just the same thing over and over again. And I think that's what really frustrated me was like, every conference we would go to, it would just be like the same pitch with different projects, uh, the same like kind of like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. And then everybody would just go party afterwards, you know? And like, I'm don't, I'm not hating on partying. I, I love to party. I love to have a good time. 
but like it just felt like everybody was like celebrating something that like never happened you know what i mean it felt like <laughs> it felt like okay you raised 20 million dollars now you're celebrating but like why are you celebrating a fundraise you haven't done anything you know like you owe that money back to people like you shouldn't be spending it on like partying and having a good time you should be spending it on like building what you promised to build and it was just so repetitive man it's just like the same thing over and over again like and whether the same people too same people same same conferences same same kind of atmosphere and like i don't really care whether you're like in the states i don't care if you're on a rooftop in singapore like the same thing is the same thing no matter what place it is and it just gets boring and repetitive you said something interesting you said you know once you raise money you don't celebrate raising money you start building well, you made money in crypto. Um, I'm not saying a, a shit ton. So if somebody's listening and go, oh, Mike, Mike XI is now a, a billionaire or a millionaire. No, I, I can test for Mike. He's as far from the truth. He is, he, but he did well in crypto. Now you decide to put your, your money where your heart is and you are putting your money into your, into, into building something. Can you tell me about like the, the decision to put your money into building something and I, I, I don't know if you want me to say this, but I know it's pretty much costing you everything and the risk that you're taking. To me, I don't see it as a risk. I think everybody else does for sure. Why, why don't you see it as a risk? I mean, if, if you don't see any financial success off, off of this, I mean, are you going to be okay? Or are you going to be able to, you know, just, what are you going to do after that? Go back into crypto? Are you going to change your career? Are you going to keep trudging forward? Is it going to be one of those Hollywood stories or Orange County stories where you're living in your car but still trying to make uh, a music in beats on the side? I mean... It isn't, is it not a risk? I don't view it as a risk specifically because I have so much confidence in what I do and like the way that I do things in general, whether it's music or whether it's something else. I just have a high level of confidence in myself when I put myself out there to do something. I just, I really believe in my music. Like I really, really believe in it. And I think that's more important than anything else, to be honest with you. Um, in, in anything you do in life, whether it's music or crypto or whatever, like you, like you have to believe in yourself. And if you have the capacity to believe in yourself and you have the capacity to take consistent action and invest in yourself, uh, I don't want to say it's like a sure thing, but I, like, I think there's a high probability chance for anyone to do what they want to do in life. If, if you have that, you know, um, and for me, it's just, it's a feeling, man. Like it's really the only way I can describe it is just like, it's a feeling like, when, when I feel a certain way about something and when I feel like something is like got, got me in terms of like, I'm pulled towards doing something to this degree. I, I just, I don't, I just don't see it as a risk. You know what I mean? I don't see it in like a way that I'm like, Oh, well, what if this fails? You know, I have so much confidence in myself that like I can get up and do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Like I'm not really in a position to just play a victim card. You know what I mean? I think if it does fail, it's up to me that, or it's, it's my responsibility that it failed. And if it does succeed, it's my responsibility that it succeeded, you know? So can I ask this question and not be taken the wrong way, please, as a friend, but I'm asking as an interviewer right now, what is the difference between confidence and delusion? That's a good question. In this case, in this scenario, some people might not understand it and even like like even you as a friend might not like get it you know what i mean but in in terms of like what i'm what i'm getting at is like i just think there's like a formula to success in in anything that you do whether i'm talking about being a musician uh, whether i'm talking about going like and doing crypto whether i'm talking about 
starting a business, whatever it is, like there's, there's a formula to it. And I think that like, in terms of your question about like, delusion versus confidence, like, I also think that can be like, turned around and and as a friend, (laughs) turned around on you, right? Like, like, do you think it's delusional that I want to be like the famous musician and artist, you know, like, does that have more to do with you and your belief system around what you have the capacity to do? Or does it actually really have to do with me? You know what I mean? Um, And not directing the you I'm directing that pretty much at like anybody that that has that thought, you know, I think that specifically, whether it's like, if it's starting a business, I think, especially like, at like our age, and, and later on in life, it's it's not, especially in now times when everybody's an entrepreneur, it's not like a huge, crazy thing to say, hey, I think I'm going to start a business. And I think we can make a million dollars a year off this business. It's not like insane to say, like, some people might be like, wow, that's, that's, that sounds hard, but it's not like, the most insane thing to say. But when someone says, I want to be an artist, like I want to play on stages in front of 20,000 people. I want to like tour the world somehow. And for some reason, there's a difference in like a hierarchical belief system of being able to be an entrepreneur and do it successfully and being able to be like a musician and an artist. So for some reason, people put artists and musicians on a different pedestal. I just don't see it that way. I just think it's literally like I was getting at in the beginning of this, the answer to this question. I think it's a formula. I think you stay consistent and you put out good work constantly and you continue to reinvest in yourself and you continue most importantly to believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing. And I think over time you'll, you'll build a fan base slowly, but surely. And maybe you play huge stages or maybe you just play stage with a few thousand people who knows, but that's really not up for you to decide that's for a, that's up for like the people to decide i'm feeling you i i think that it is a distinction of and i think you're right i think it is the person who asked that question i think it is uh more reflective of their cognitive uh biases or belief systems or lack of self-confidence and it's one of those things where you can be an entrepreneur you can uh tell everybody i'm going to go do this you're going to get a lot of hate until you succeed and then they go oh and then you're not crazy anymore and you're going to get a lot of hate even when you do succeed. So like, fuck it, you know, like the way 100%. I look at it, dude, like you have one chance at life, you know, I'm 28 years old. And if at 20, 27 last year, I just, I felt like my heart was in a different place to make music and that's what I wanted to do. Then fuck it. That's what I'm going to do. You know, I don't really care what somebody else says. It's not their life. It's not their position. They don't understand the way that I've created myself as a human and, and my belief system, they don't really, they, they don't understand like the feeling that I feel inside when I get in front of a microphone or when I hear myself on, on a track, they don't, they don't understand the experiences that I pour out on my, on the microphone and how like therapeutic and healing that is for me. They just don't get it. And I don't understand them to get it. But if you, if you don't get it, then just don't comment on it or, or just move on. You know what I mean? That's why like questions like you just asked me about, is it delusional or not? It doesn't phase me. Cause like in my reality, bro, like it's right there, you know, in other people's realities, it might be miles away and it might seem like the biggest giant that they have to conquer. But like in my reality, it's like right in front of my face. And all I got to do is just keep doing things that I'm doing every single day. And it's just going to happen. Tell me about the music, man. You just released Ghost last month. You just released yesterday, Illusions. Tell me what you're trying to do with your music, what you're trying to uh, achieve. And not I'm talking about in a professional way, but I'm talking about in a, an artistic way. And also, what is the overall arching, let's say, uh, theme of what you're creating? 
I think we'll start with the theme. Uh, the theme is really just about my experiences, you know, whether and and most of the current music that I've shared with people that that is public is related to like relationships and and through heartbreak and through through experiences that I've had that are like hard and challenging. And yeah, what am I trying to accomplish artistically? Like, I just want to like paint a canvas for people that are going through hard times. You know what I mean? It could potentially help people with their process. They could relate to what I'm sharing and what I'm uh, what I'm giving to what the lyrics that I'm saying and the things that I'm putting out. If they relate to it and they know someone else is going through it or has gone through it, then it's going to make it easier for them. You know, I think like way too many times as humans, we just like we go through our own shit and we're we think we're the only ones that go through it or we we're the only ones that have gone through it and we feel like super alone in that and that feeling of being alone and being like isolated sucks it super sucks this is one of those questions i think like any entrepreneur asks themselves when they are starting a business or if they're starting a new group or um, movement or anything what does success look like were you successful in crypto and if you weren't, what would have it looked like? And if you were successful in crypto, what was the success? And what does that also transfer to look like in your, the music industry? Does it does success mean, are you successful now because you are releasing? Is that success? Uh, is there a different degrees of success? I guess, uh, yeah, define what success is in both aspects of your two careers. It's a great question, man. Specifically in crypto, like I think my first really year was a big success in terms of like, I was happy, you know? Um, I was like really, really enjoying it to like a deep degree. My very like first year, uh, nobody I, knew who you were, bro. <laughs> Cause nobody knew who you were, man. With yeah, the mask. I, mean, I think that people, I think that's like when people were like vibing with me and we were having a good time and I was traveling and I was just getting to know things. It all was very new to me in terms of like the last couple years, a year and a half or whatever of crypto. Like it wasn't like unsuccessful in like the degree of like was financially unsuccessful or business wise unsuccessful like we, we did like we did we did decent in in terms of business and things like that but in terms of my definition of success i just wasn't happy man you know like when when i show up in singapore and all i want to do is like sit in my hotel room and i don't want to see anybody because i've been traveling so much and i'm tired and i just want like time to myself and i'm frustrated like that's not that's not the way i want to live man you know it got to that point it got to the point where i was just like aggravated i didn't want to go online i didn't want to tweet anything i didn't really want to like put myself out there anymore and i just wasn't happy with it which is why i think i like really stepped into like a new definition of success when i'm like working on my music is like it's not so material based anymore where it's like do i have money or do i have my music out like yes of course those are great like indicators that things are going well like at least from like an external perspective for me internally i'm just like happier man i'm just happier i'm just enjoying what i'm doing and to me that's success like i'm stoked to go in the studio like next weekend or the weekend after whenever it is you know I'm, so, I'm, so I, I guess what i'm trying to get at with this is if you sell a million records and you become and you become let's say let's say you get a gold album you means you, a gold album means you sell you have 500,000 records sold is that success if you're not happy um no i mean not really i guess i guess it depends on the person's success the definition personal definition of success that people are talking about for me no not really like if i'm not happy and i'm not enjoying what i'm doing then why would i do it you know what i mean so so then that goes to my original question what is your measurement of success in in this venture that you are you, you are in right now are you already successful or you are waiting for that idea of or definition of success to be achieved 
no, I mean, I am, I am quote unquote successful, I guess, cause I'm happy. I'm enjoying it, you know, which is part of, part of the process of, of, of being successful. Like I like the whole process of everything I'm doing. Right on, man. Thank you for coming on the show, bro. No problem. Good luck, man. Thanks. You're currently listening to Mike Exai's new release, Illusions, that just dropped yesterday. Link is in the show notes. Check it out. And check out his other single, Ghosts. He, released, he releases a new single every month. From the Decrypt Daily, good luck to Mr. Mike Exai. In other news, Curve's CRV token launches early, benefiting anonymous Chad. Apparently, this Chad person launched staking on the Curve network before everybody else, pre-mining 20,000 Curve tokens, which is not a good look and led to allegations of it not being fair. Other people says, hey, that's what decentralization is. It doesn't have to work perfectly. It just has to work. Curve has become one of the most popular decentralized exchange protocols in recent months, capturing more than 20% of all DEX volume in June and July, according to the data gathered via Dune Analytics. BitMEX is introducing new KYC systems for its users. Users will have six months to complete identity verification from the date of launch. This decision marks a move to regulations found in the traditional finance space. Basically, if you don't know, KYC means know your customer. And knowing your customer basically says where are you located, what's your address, what's your name, some identification, so they know who is trading on their platform. In the wake of the Twitter hack, Twitter has launched its new V2 API that opens up more access to third-party developers. This is a push to decentralization. The company has long been very restrictive with its API. An API is an application programming interface. It basically defines the kind of calls or requests that can be made, how to make them, the data formats that should be used, and the conventions to follow. I totally read that. Long story short is Twitter is pushing to be more decentralized, make things more transparent in order to prevent these kind of attacks and hacks that it has experienced in the past. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I hope everybody has a good weekend. Happy hodling, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment and share that's a lot of work to do i know but i would be very appreciative tag me in twitter at the decrypt daily and i will make sure to not only retweet i will follow you and give you a nice big like again have a good weekend everybody i'll see you monday